Listen up or run for cover. Dropping knowledge from the people who have it to the people who need it. The, the real Bradley Bombs is dropping. What it is, Brad Lee back again with another episode of Dropping Bombs. But today, folks, we have a part two. You may have heard of this gentleman, Dr. Rashid Buttar. Welcome to the studio. Hey, Brad. Thanks. Before, we had to zoom him in, but now he's been traveling all over the world. I snatched him out of the sky and said, dude, you got to come see <laughs> the actual Dropping Bombs studio. And it's awesome. It's awesome. And we wanted to do a part two because we kind of got, I mean, we could sit here and talk for hours of, of all the things that are going on, but now we've got a whole bunch more going on. And I also want to talk to you, I also want to make sure everybody knows about this book, the nine, the, the nine Steps to Keep the Doctor Away. Now, if you guys didn't catch the the last episode with Dr. Buttar, basically Dr. Buttar is the medical director for the Center of Advanced Medicine in Mooresville, North Carolina. He trained in general surgery and emergency medicine and served as brigade surgeon and director of emergency medicine while serving in the U.S. Army. And more recently, he's the guy that everybody keeps deleting, and not everybody, but YouTube, Face. I mean, all these different companies do not like what you're saying. And basically what he's saying is that, that COVID, the whole, the whole, he's blowing the lid off the COVID scandal, the, the scamdemic. Yeah, scamdemic or pandemic, right? The pandemic. And then, and then also the, uh, I don't like to say it because it gets things deleted even faster than COVID and that rhymes with jive free. <laughs> and it's like, you know, the number and then the letter yeah. jive free. What rhymes with jive? What letter, what number rhymes with jive? And then what letter rhymes with free? So why is that seemingly even bigger than COVID? Well, I think it is a technology that is almost inevitable and it's rolling out. But the problem is that the science has been so far suppressed and even the bodies that are appointed to safeguard our futures, those bodies are saying that this is completely safe. Yet, very recently, I did the 5G Summit uh, interview that uh, Josh Del Sol did with me. I think I t- told you about that, Dip and Brad. You remember yeah. that? So this was a classified information by the Russian government that was actually initially published in 1977. It was only for governmental use, and it was marked that way. And the CIA declassified it in 2012. So it's actually been public information for since 2012. But this is, you know, we're looking at 43-year-old literature talking about the 5-millimeter, 60-hertz frequency and, and the detrimental effects it has on the human system, on the, actually not just the human system, on any living system, and it's been completely ignored. So looking at just some of the fundamental aspects of what this energetic system does, what this radio frequency electromagnetic fields do, and they have an impact on, on all living things, no matter whether it's you know, 1G, 2G, 3G, I won't say beyond that, but regardless of what level it is, it's always had some type of an impact on physiology. But the most recent version of it creates some very noticeable metabolic changes and these changes have an impact not only on the immune system but also on the cell membrane integrity so for example one of the things that we see is that the voltage gated calcium channels that are so critical for the ability of the 
cell membrane to regulate efflux and influx of calcium within the cell. When this voltage-gated calcium channels get disrupted, it allows for calcium to come into the cells, which then causes a suppression of apoptosis, which is concomitant with the use of the, the basically the uh, propagation of cancer. It's actually consistent and congruent with the oncogenic process. Now, what happens when you start to create this type of disruption? That's just one aspect of it. But then you have other aspects that go into play. And so these aspects, as they come together, it's not 1 plus 1 equaling 2. It's actually 1 plus 1 plus 1 equaling you know, 33 type of thing. It's, it's a synergistic uh, to an order of magnitude greater destructive nature. So you've got other aspects from this technology that cause lymphocyte subpopulation suppression. You have um, the hypoxic type injury components that people have been able to observe, which is secondary to the apparent disassociation of iron from the hemoglobin. So hemoglobin is the iron, is the um, oxygen-carrying capacity of the blood. So when you pull the iron away from it, it actually causes a disruption. So the blood can't carry the same amount of oxygen. And the list just goes on and on. There's so many things that we don't even understand yet how it affects the human system. Or when I, whenever I say human system, it's actually affecting all living systems. So these people that are rolling it out, like what makes them immune? Like aren't they going to be affected? Are they just naive? I think that it's going to affect every living organism. I think that certain people are more sensitive, so they're going to be more susceptible to it. Uh, as far as the people that are rolling it out and thinking that it's not going to affect them versus do they have their own protective mechanisms in place, it could be either or, maybe a combination of both. Uh, it's definitely going to affect all life on the planet because you're talking about a radio frequency electromagnetic field that's going to envelop the entire planet, and it's a it's a global microwave uh, technology, essentially. It's, it's, it's throwing off the entire magnetic grid of the Earth's essence. And so that's scary sh- shit right there. Yeah, exactly, because the, the Schumann frequency that the Earth resonates with, you can think of it as the pulse of the, of the planet. It's being disrupted. And you know now you're talking about other implications. That Huge. Could be, yeah, that could be not just what, how it's going to affect life, but what it's going to do to weather patterns, what it's going to do to the to the morphological structure and the, the configuration of the planet itself. So, you know, you're going to start seeing more natural disasters. You saw the footage that Jonathan shared with uh, the sloughing off in Norway of 2,000 feet by 500 feet right into the ocean. You're going to start seeing all sorts of landslides like this. You're going to see earthquakes. Uh, there's been more earthquakes occurring. You're going to see all sorts of other natural disasters starting to increase because we're disrupting the Earth's magnetic grid. So this 5G summit, if like how do people like how how do we stop this like how do we because you you, listen folks i know you're driving around you're like you know listening to the old dropping bombs just because you're a fan of the b meister however however uh you know when i get serious guests on i want to make sure that everybody actually acts so there's a couple things number one if you guys haven't read his book the nine steps to keep the doctor away i think you should go get it however there's also people ripping this book off yeah it's actually big companies walmart target amazon they've uh, started making paperback versions of the book and uh, so we're actually in the process of filing lawsuits against these companies because the book's under copyright i mean it's you know it's i think it's 21 years before copyright expires and this is only 10 years old so they shouldn't be doing that and i only found out at the advanced medicine conference that we held that was you know we had people from 15 different countries all these people came with these paperback oversized books, Brad. It was so funny. And they're coming up and I'm looking at them. Where did they get these books? It's exactly the same book, just the same cover, same my pictures, same everything. Uh, even the copyright, everything's inside. 
but they're selling it and they got patient the people were showing me that they were actually links from Amazon and from Walmart and from Target and so they were asking me to autograph the book which I was happy to do but it made me curious. The first set, first few, it wasn't a big deal. But then I started seeing more and more. There were probably 30 or 40 copies of the book at the conference alone that people were asking me to autograph. And then we realized that there's somebody that's hijacking the book. So if anybody has actually bought a copy off the paperback, hey, guys, it's completely fine with me. I appreciate the, the endorsement. I appreciate that you're interested in reading the book. But if you bought it and it's not a hardcover copy, please send an email with your receipt and it's, it's, we have no concern with you. It's the people that are selling this illegally that we want to go after. So send an email to info at drbutar.com. That's info at drbuttar.com. I would greatly appreciate that. And we're going to do something for anybody that sends in an email with the receipt. We can verify. We're going to do something special for you guys uh, as a thank you for helping us to find out who these hijacking, pirating liars are. Well, dude, I know a guy uh, that was one of the biggest sellers on Amazon, and he's got a big lawsuit against Bezos and Amazon saying that you know they will wait till someone finds something that sells well, and then they'll literally put the buy button on that person's page, but but sell their own product. So basically, fraudulent activity, wow. Amazon. Wow. And again, I mean, those you you wouldn't think like who cares like they're making zillions what do they care about your book well dude maybe that's how they're making zillions yeah. so folks if you have a paperback copy of the nine steps to keep the doctor away from dr rashid buttar it's a it's a copy it's a fraudulent copy number one you should send the receipt maybe you should sign it for people yeah i'll be happy to sign your book for you but i just want to go after them and you know god provides for everyone so to me maybe this is a blessing that the creator is has uh, put out there that we just have to go now and collect the money from these from these large corporations. I mean, every one of them is a large corporation. We've got Amazon.uk, Amazon.com, uh, Target, Walmart, Abe Books. There's a lot of different companies doing it. And so I just want to be able to, you know, take take what's rightfully ours back. That's all it is. But I don't want to. I don't want anybody to worry about it. If you got a copy of the book and it was a hijacked version, of, dude, no one will worry version, about it. It's no big deal. They'll think it's cool. Yeah, like they didn't do nothing. They bought a book. They Absolutely, did, no. They just, just didn't know. They just didn't know it was a bootleg copy. Right, and I have no problem with that. That's one reason we're going to do something special for them. We'll probably send them a link to uh, one of the videos, the DVDs that sell for eighty nine dollars, or some some way of showing our appreciation. We just want to go after the people that are the culprits, the, the the big corporations. Well, where can you get a legit hardcover? A legit hardcover. The only way now, after seeing all the stuff that's going on, the the only place that would be to advance medicine. Go to advanced medicine. Uh, I think. I think even the nine steps.com should be still available to that website should be up advancedmedicine.com or the nine steps, the nine steps.com. What's the book about? Obviously keep doctor away, but ma- mainly a lot of your knowledge on, on advanced medicine. It's basically the, the primer of what I want and what I need my patients to do that come in with terminal disease. That's so-called metastatic terminal disease to be able to recover them so they can go on to live a long and healthy and prosperous life. Those are the premises of what I need them to do, and I basically put it down in the book. So it helps everybody, but it's what I was using with chronic disease. And uh, if a person, if a normal healthy person does these steps, they're going to live a much longer life. I think one of the little endorsements in there, if you open that book up, there's a, there's a little uh, flyer in there, Brad, and you can read what some of the some well-known authors have said in there. There's one that's from Dr. Rob Rowan, 
And maybe you can read a couple of those off, and then you can kind of see what people thought about the book. But it's gotten, it's become an international bestseller in seven or eight different countries now, and it's been translated into multiple different languages. Yeah, you've got a bunch. Nine Steps to Keep the Doctors Away does in 352 pages what thousands of pages in the federal health care takeover can't do. Robert J. Rowan, or Rowan, Editor-in-Chief, Second Opinion. Dr. Buttar is uniquely qualified to shed light on what we will eventually become common 21st century healthcare. That's Patrick Quillen. You got nine steps to keep the doctor away is desperately needed and highly recommended. Al Sears from the 12-Minute Revolution. One of the finest guidebooks ever written on how to really live. John Parks, Trowbridge, Dr. F-A-C-A-M. I don't know what all these acronyms are, but that's all right. big time doctors. You've got, uh, you've got uh, a bunch of them. Here's one more. I have even put my own life in his hands. It is an absolute must read. Burton Goldberg. Um, I honestly couldn't put it down. It should be in everyone's library. Read this book. You won't be sorry. Ty Bollinger, uh, author of Cancer, Step Outside the Box. I would not be living today if I had not found Dr. Buttar. Thank God for Dr. Buttar's research, belief, talents, and dedication to help others. Ned Jarrett, two-time NASCAR national champion. He's actually a 15-time Hall of Famer. 15-time Hall of Famer and the only person in history to retire from NASCAR while still a national champion. In a world where good health is now the exception rather than the norm, following Dr. Buttar's wellness plan will save lives. Jordan S. Rubin from the New York Times bestselling author of The Maker's Diet. Dude, you you get a lot of accolades from a lot of top people. I don't know why it is everybody wants to shut you down. Like this podcast I w- w- could get taken down. Um, you know, I I'll always have it on droppingbombs.com just like our first interview, but it was removed. YouTube removed it. Um I had it in on YouTube and I think I, I'm not sure if Apple removed it, but everybody keeps removing you. And all you're doing is just telling the truth. Now, here's what's crazy. A lot of people think, you know, conspiracy theory, right? That's the label they put on all these hypotheticals. Well, you ever see a movie called Blackwater? I have. Yeah. Like, like they were saying the same shit about DuPont. Yeah. And DuPont straight up was producing products that were giving people babies cancer, right. killing cattle, like literally leaking it into streams and water supplies and uh, of entire towns causing deformities causing cancer from kids and adults and everybody said it was a conspiracy for years and years and years go watch the movie if you haven't seen it but ultimately then they get busted and and it comes out up oh, that's exactly what it was doing and they had to pay out billions or whatever they were which is nothing compared to what they made so they didn't really care so Folks, if you guys hear stuff like this and you think, oh, man, come on. Dude, this shit's real. You know, one of the things that I think should be most prevalent for people is they should all be asking questions. We should all, as inhabitants of this planet, we should be asking questions. And I think the day that we stop asking questions is the day we think that there's nothing more for us to learn is the day that it's time the Creator took us back to Him. Now, if we ask the questions, the first question should be, Sorry, the the first question that we should be asking is, regardless of what's being said, what does it mean when something that's being said is being taken off the internet? There's no difference between burning a book and taking something off the internet. Now, 
I can understand if it's hate speech or if it's propagating violence. Um, I can understand if it's foul language, if it's uh, infringing on somebody's rights, such as a copyright, you know, just like what they've done in, on my on my book, if infringing on copyright. Uh, if it's pornography, it, I can understand for that reason, taking censoring something. But if it's not any of those things, then there should be a question that people should ask. Why is this information being taken down? And I think that's where the dialogue should start. Because as soon as you start asking the question, why? You know, they don't take off pornography or foul language or aliens uh, or whatever. They don't take any of that stuff down. But they're taking off certain information on new technology that's being rolled out or the issues with COVID-19, how the mass media is perpetrating a fraud, how they've been caught red-handed, not once, not twice, not a dozen times, you know, dozens and dozens of times orchestrating and fabricating data and or uh, putting together what do they call them? Um, those actors that come together and crisis, actors. crisis actors. So they've been doing all sorts of things like that. I don't know whether you heard recently about the Lancet study that came out with about the COVID nineteen. They found out that all the stuff that they put out about the hydroxychloroquine that was that it wasn't safe, etc., cetera, etc., cetera, was actually data that was collected from an organization that supplied Lancet with data. The people that were behind this, I think one was a, um, I think she was a a dancer or something and then the and there were two two or three people none of them were doctors none of them were researchers none of them had any kind of credentials but they fabricated the stuff sent it to the lancet and they published it so there's so much misinformation going on and so the question i think people should ask is why is this being censored in fact if you think about it if they really wanted to shut me down they should have just left it open if, if anything by them shutting me down or censoring me they've actually opened up the question because a lot of critical thinkers are saying wait wait a second we're not living in north korea we're not living in china why is this information being shut down and that's the billion dollar question that is the billion dollar question and a lot of times uh, they will say it's violated our policy yeah they have said that that's what youtube has said and i guess if truth is a violation of their policy then I guess I stand guilty as charged. Yeah, so 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 you can see on YouTube a lot of things that are clearly, uh, well, not clearly because you never know, but likely bullshit, but they don't take those down, right? There's all kinds of alien videos. There's all kinds of people making all kinds of claims. There's literally things that you can find on YouTube that are just total bullshit and everybody knows it or at least believes it so why and and i'm just reiterating your question so why are they taking down shit because you're not saying anything crazy well you know it's interesting that some of the some of the people that have inquired and that have that have invited me to speak i mean i was on day start four day uh three days ago and did four shows with them they've already asked me to come back they they have a 1.5 billion reach in the christian community throughout the world um, I, mean, I can go through lists and lists, but here's the thing, Brad. Here's a here's a key point: that there are people that say that I may be too over the top, or I'm you know this or that too extreme. But I would say that the people that really needed to hear the information, the people that I would want to hear the information, they're hearing it. They're hearing it right now. I'm in touch with some of the most powerful, influential people in the planet right now. They've contacted me. Um, I'm on a almost on a daily basis. I'm talking with one of the advisors to the president of the United States, um, and I won't talk about all the other people. I've been, you know, in direct contact with a physician for the White House, and 
I mean, and, and why would these people be reaching out? Oh, why? Because I didn't reach out. To, I didn't have any connections to reach. I don't know, if I'd called them, they would. I would have been just like anybody else calling. I would have never gotten through. But they reached out to us, and they reached out to me for I think a specific reason because they hear the facts, they hear the truth, they already know it. In fact, if you if you look back to some of my original videos, people would say, you know, you got to get this information to the president. And I thought to myself, and I said this on public broadcast, I said, guys, I think the president already knows this stuff. You know, just look at the way he's so cavalier about COVID-19. Remember, the president wanted people to go back before Easter. He was pushing for the economy to go back. The president was the one that was talking about hydroxychloroquine and, and Zithromax. And then Dr. Fauci came in and tried to say, no, no, not until there's any research done on it, you shouldn't use it. But hey, this vaccine that's never been tested even on animals, let's start using that. So, I mean, that type of propaganda and that type of misinformation, you've got mainstream media that is that is attacking the president during press conferences, saying, why aren't you wearing a mask? It's irresponsible, et cetera, et cetera. The cameras finish. They think the cameras have stopped rolling, but there's one or two other cameras still rolling. And you see media members all take off their mask. Now, why is that? You've never seen the president wear the mask, right? Because he knows to wear a mask is like wearing, building a fence, a chain link fence to keep mosquitoes out. It's absolutely the biggest stupidity. I think that anybody that walks around with a mask on is basically saying, hey, I'm a dumbass. That's what they're saying. Because they, un- they fundamentally don't understand what wearing a mask is for and, and how we're obsolete wearing a mask is honestly that's what we should start saying we should just i should start handing out stickers when you when i see somebody with a face mask here here's a sticker for you you know i'm wearing a face mask because i'm a dumbass that's literally what it comes down to now some people would say well you know they're fearful well if you allow fear to motivate your actions you're a dumbass i i I don't even know how else to say it because okay maybe maybe i'm being extreme here but i really feel that at some point you have to start cutting the the drawing the line out and and the re, here, let me tell you the motivation that i have for doing this okay brad i heard a story about a father walking out of a costco with his son with four or five year old son and the son's face mask fell to the ground and the kid fell to his knees and started wailing started crying like almost screaming and the father said what's wrong what's wrong and he said my face mask fell off and the father says just put it back on and he says no i'm gonna die this is what a child the psyche of a child is being faced with because of the misinformation and propaganda that's been perpetuated for for an illusion. We as parents hold a responsibility to make sure that we lead our children into the future and we have to guide them. We have to make sure that they're not motivated by fear. But if you're walking around with a face mask and you're motivated by fear and you're teaching your child to be a sheeple and that I just don't have any tolerance for. Yeah, not to mention it, it actually puts them in harm's way absolutely puts them in harm's way it causes an entire chain reaction you're causing hypercapnia which means you're breathing in more carbon dioxide because you can't ventilate it you're restricting oxygen flow so that makes you go into a hypoxic state and of course the studies have been done numerous studies have been done to show the hypoxic state that's induced by wearing a face mask even in surgeons and nurses they've done these studies and seen a reduction in oxygen levels not to mention that you drive your cortisol up because you're sucking air through something that's resisting the flow of air i.e. the mask Driving cortisol up suppresses your immune system. Cortisol is a stress hormone. You drive yourself into a sympathetomimetic drive, which is a flight-fight response. It also further suppresses the immune system, causes a suppression of the lymphocyte subpopulation, and you're basically now susceptible to every type of pathogen out there, not just COVID-19 or any other viruses, but any bacteria, uh, spirochetes, mycoplasma, yeast, fungi, parasites, whatever, you're going to be more susceptible to it. In fact, I believe that if you start looking... At, at the actual data and you start looking at the prevalence of this and you look at how the mainstream media has done this and you see how even Dr. Fauci originally said you don't need to wear a mask and then start wearing a mask. It's 
almost as if they said, how can we further suppress the immune system of the population to make them more susceptible to wearing the mask? Ah, let's ma- uh, to, to, to the COVID-19. Ah, let's have them f- um, force them to wear a mask. And then let's also segregate them, isolation, because we're herd animals. We segregate humans. They get stressed out. They get more upset and more, more afraid. So let's stress them out, suppress their immune system, and let's put these masks on them that will further suppress the immune system. And now we have people that are going to be even more susceptible to this COVID-19. Yeah, so the, the, the they in that example, who are these people? Likely. Yeah, so there's no way for me to know for sure, but I can tell you that the, these people, that category we're talking about, they, they're all in all the different countries of the world. And I can only say that they have a globalist agenda. I think this is what we call the globalists that have a goal of a new world order. And they don't want to have nations having their own sovereignty. They don't want to have people having sovereignty over their own bodies. And so whoever those people are, again, I only talk about stuff that I can give you tangible facts on i don't know who they are i can tell you what i've heard and some of the things that i've read and seen on on youtube but i don't have any factual information like i can talk to you about facts on covid 19 because i've seen it that the studies are out there you know you just have to be able to read to be able to see uh, all the information uh it's interesting that some of those some of those websites have been taken down and or some of those papers have been retracted that's most interesting they're trying to change history now and it's okay if they want to do that because I've already got copies of the stuff. I mean, you know from our from our videos that you saw originally, I showed actually all the research. So they can't get rid of those things, but it is interesting how they're trying to get rid of the or change the narrative by getting rid of the proof. Yeah, by the way, folks, if you guys want to see some, it, I, you know, it's not conspiracy at all. It's actual evidence, but people would call it conspiracy, but it's not conspiracy, nor is it conspiratorial, if that's a word. It is. Go, to, go to ask drbutar.com forward slash trbl like for the real brad lee and he's got videos that they they try to delete take down he's got this evidence there and not only that that's where if i were you guys i would be going and joining this this uh free advanced medicine no i'm sorry international association for a a disease-free world but that that actually they have to pay for that but the advanced medicine registration being able to watch the videos getting the access to the head map that's all free the iadfw what you join that's what i would tell them to do is join the international association for a disease-free world i would join it even if it isn't free and by the way that's you joined that and that's why you joined it because you saw the power of it but yeah well well not well when you go to look when you go to uh askdrbutard.com forward slash trbl you can get this free kick-ass you know interesting information but i would say join yeah maybe it did cost me i don't know the, the information is free but if i were you i would join the whole the whole association um and i'll get to that association but before i do i want to make sure if you guys are listening you and you're one of these people because i don't think people are dumbasses, even though i said it too on my social media i'm like now i know why they want you to wear masks because they want to identify the dumb fucks but but in reality it's not necessarily dumb fucks i think they're naive they don't know any better they're told by the news by other doctors this stuff and you believe it like again my own family in my own family the same way i've got people in my family the same way brad and and you're right they're the thing that I, the reason I said dumbasses and in which which is funny, but yeah. but again, my 
in-laws, dude, they're bringing my children masks, and I'm telling them my kids aren't wearing masks. Right. Right. And it's not because I'm too cool and I don't want to look like I'm scared. Dude, if I thought this was real, I would be scared. Absolutely. But my kids aren't wearing a mask. You know why? Because they're fucking manufactured cloth bullshit masks. Now, you want to supply my kid with something that they wear inside the CDC when they're fucking dealing with the Ebola viruses, like those doctors? That looks like a fucking hazmat suit. And that's exactly what it is. Right. The so, mask that people are walking around with, if they if you if they actually just looked at the label, it clearly says this is not going to protect you from COVID nineteen or any other viruses. That's what the mask says. And people are walking with these masks. And here's the other thing: if you really are concerned about masks, if you think that there's a validity in these masks, why are people walking around with the mask like this, exposing their nose, right, or their or, eyes, or well, yeah, or the your eyes as a whole? But half the people will even wear the mask underneath the chin, or people will have the mask on on the plane, and then they lift it up to start eating. Like the virus is going to say, okay, well, every time they're eating, stop. But then when they're not eating, when the mask is on, that's when we want to make our attack. It's the most preposterous thing. It goes on and on like this. I've seen people with um, with masks on um, in, in a way that is that doesn't make any sense. Oh, f- face masks. That's the best thing. Not just the face mask, but the face shields. That's what I'm talking about, the face shields. So people have face shields on instead of a mask because now they can breathe better. But... Wait a second, the virus you think is just going to come straight? It's not going to come around the mask or above or below? So wearing a face shield is even more idiotic. Now, some, I have had one person say, well, I thought it was the particulate nature. And I said, well, look, if it's a particulate nature that you're worried about, that's legitimate. And that you can get any type of virus or bacteria. Yes, that's true. But then you don't need to worry about social distancing and just wear a freaking face mask. At least now you're saying, I mean, not face mask, excuse me, a face shield, because now you're just trying to prote- uh, protect yourself from that particulate, that matter, you know, like sputum or, or saliva when somebody's spitting or something like that. That makes sense. But you don't have to worry about it going above or below because, again, things don't spread that way. That's a direct line of sight, right? If I were to spit at you, it's got to go. It's not going to go up and go down. So then a face shield makes sense. But it completely obliterates the argument for a face mask to wear something to prevent a virus because a virus is not going to stop at that face shield. It's going to go above it or below it. But if it's particulate in nature, now you're acknowledging the fact that the virus is in the sputum and with a spittle, and it's coming, and you're trying to protect your face from getting hit with it. Then it makes sense. Is, but, is spittle a medical term? Uh, I don't know if it's a medical term, but it is a term. <laughs> so, so you were mentioning earlier, if anyone is forced to wear a mask as an employee, yes, or just if you're forced to wear a mask, because a lot of people are scaring the shit out of people. I, I told you what happened here. Yep. I got the Nevada, OSHA, whatever, telling me that we got to wear masks and you know that's part of the rules and, and we're I'll, not live right now are we yeah we well, are what do you mean live like this is you're going to record this or edit no no i don't edit it but you, it, but it isn't live live because no. i wanted to get i wanted to get you the actual usc code so that you we can say we can tell people for their rights because there are people whose rights are being infringed on right now and i can I, well that's what know. i wanted you to tell but yeah. I'll, I'll have someone out there grab it while while we're still talking yeah that'd be great where yeah. do they find it um hey Dr. A has it Dr. A, come on in here for a moment if you're listening. And if you're not, someone grab her. But 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 uh yeah, I wanna I wanna give I wanna arm them with something to where if someone forces them. And ultimately the HIPAA rule goes in our favor. Absolutely. And the HIPAA, HIPAA rule, folks, if you guys don't know what that is, basically means that doctors can't talk about anything personal, right? And or people can't ask about anything personal. So if a police officer or a regulatory official says to you, you better wear a mask, you could say simply, I've been told 
I have a condition where I cannot wear a mask. It's detrimental. And they cannot ask you about the condition. Correct. Is is that that, That's correct. That's accurate. And also the ADA, the Americans Disability Act, also prevents anybody from having to ask you or make you to do anything that could be potentially harmful for yourself. And wearing a mask has multiple different causes of effect that would cause you to have irreparable harm. So that's really what it comes down to. We're going to have a page set up here very shortly, Brad, that will have some of the videos in there explaining about the mask, some of the research that's been done to show how ineffective wearing a mask is, as well as other studies that show how damaging wearing a mask is. And then we're going to also have the 800 number for the Department of Justice that if your rights have been violated for one of two reasons, either ADA yeah, she. We're gonna give. We're gonna give the listeners. Aren't we're gonna arm them? Thanks. So, and by the way, this is much like Howard Stern was. Remember Howard Stern? Oh yeah, yeah, yeah. People can come and go. You can you can hear a fart in the background. Doesn't really matter. I'm trying to keep it. That's why they call it dropping bombs. Also, but I'm trying to I'm trying to keep it very, very uh, open and 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 comfortable. So don't worry about a cussing, stuttering, or or saying, "Hey, come in here." Okay. Just be 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 open. I think my my worst thing that I would say would be dumbass. So, well, what Thank I want to do is is because there's a lot of people that are wearing these masks because they're told to, and and they don't they don't know who to turn to. So so again, technically, if you're if you're an employee and you're forced to wear these masks, you're being harmed. Absolutely. And Absolutely. and and I and I hope employers, especially ones that are doing it just because of their uh, they're afraid, you know. You're you're telling your employees you have to like you see my employees. Mm-hmm. Number one, the the OSHA told us that if they're public facing, so these guys are the only ones public facing. Everybody else is hit away. So I'm like, go ahead, wear them. These guys are wearing them because they want to wear them. I've only seen one guy wearing them. I know, but these guys, like again, I'm not going to tell someone they can't wear them. Right, right. You, sure. you, if you feel comfortable wearing a mask, wear a damn yeah. mask. Yeah. All I'm saying is. For these employers that are out there forcing their employees exactly. to wear a mask and you don't want to, here is how you battle that. In fact, yesterday at the restaurant, there was a waiter, and which turned into two waiters, which turned into four waiters that were talking to us. And I told him, I said, you get, better go get your manager because it's only going to take one of you to call the Department of Justice right now. And I gave him the number. You know, you call the Department of Justice, and the first time that somebody is violating your ADA or your HIPAA uh, protection, they're violating your constitutional rights, the first time it's a seventy-five thousand dollar fine. The second time it's a hundred and fifty thousand fine, and each subsequent time it's a hundred and fifty thousand dollar fine. So if an employer has any sense, they would not require the employees to wear masks because they are one violating their employees' rights, and and an employee could start, you know, just by calling the Department of Justice, boom, they're going to get fined. But on top of that, you're actually causing detriment to your employees. So that's a massive, massive issue. So I'm just going to uh, read to you the letter. And this letter, again, is what we use for our patients. And we're going to have this letter available that people can copy and take it to their doctors. Obviously, they can't use, you know, one that a doctor's written for somebody, some other patient. But they're welcome to copy this and anybody can use it any doctor can use it if they want or they can just keep this information handy themselves and um, how does someone it, officially before you read that how does someone officially become a patient like a lawyer i got to give you a dollar now you're my lawyer what from a doctor's perspective well you have to enter into a patient doctor relationship which is usually by signing a piece of paper that says or that or a finger in the keister 
Yeah, or fingers. I guess you could say that one too, right? <laughs> that might be a little bit more more invasive than just a signature, right? So um, yeah, that's funny, though. So okay, here's the letter. We'll just say John Doe is medically exempt from any regulation mandating face mask usage or any other airway restriction for any reason. Wearing of mask will pose a far greater health risk to this individual, including but not limited to a compromised airway, increased risk of pseudohypoxia, hypercapnia, hypoxia, and significantly increase the risk of histotoxic hypoxic injury. In addition, the results of wearing a mask will increase the cortisol levels, in- inducing a sympathetomimetic drive, decreasing the lymphocyte subpopulation, increasing suppression of the immune system, resulting in physical and medical harm that could be easily preventable. Under the Americans Disability Act and HIPAA, a patient is not required to disclose his or her medical condition. It should be noted that any individual, organization, business, or agency could be fined up to $75,000 for the first American Disabilities Act violation and up to $150,000 for any subsequent violation. The Americans with Disabilities Act of 1990, 42 U.S.C. 12131-12134 and Section 504 of the Rehabilitation Act of 1973, 29 U.S.C. 794 provides for enforcement activities against an entity alleged to have violated federal law required to be disclosed under the Freedom of Information Act 5 U.S.C. 552. For more information, feel free to contact the Department of Justice Violation Information line at 1-800-514-0300. Then I've got down here, note to patients of the clinic. If you feel your health has been compromised and your rights under the ADA and HIPAA have been violated, contact 800-514-0301, which is a voice toll-free number, or 800-514-0383 for, I think, for people that can't hear. To file a complaint, make sure you have the name of the agency organization as well as the individual's name and ID number who was responsible for violating your Americans Disability Act. See folks, there you have it. Now you can you should post that letter at the forward slash TRBL. Oh we'll be posted everywhere for everybody. Askdoctorbutar.com forward slash TRBL. Folks if you guys don't want to wear masks and your employers are making you, well then you know take your rights back. Number one. Number two, what about like if I go into a Costco and they make you wear one? Well, they're violating your rights, but then because they're a private company, they can they can require anybody to do anything. So Can't we I, sue them, though? Well, we can't sue them. Can we for, sue the governor? We could sue the governor for if they passed a law that's requiring the Costcos to do it or to the whatever stores. Yes, absolutely. In fact, we're in the process of getting ready to do that right now. Uh, with North Carolina, we're, we're, get, we're looking for the right attorney right now. Well, I got that letter from the Nevada thing. I bas- it, it basically threatened me. It, I, I saw it as a threat letter, basically. So I didn't respond. And then they followed up. This guy named Jake, he followed up. So I said, uh, Jake, people can wear masks here if they want to. But basically, he said it's almost required and i'm like i'm like well how how was the law ratified he said under some national emergency the governor has special powers and he's and he's said it's a regu it's a requirement and i'm like are you shitting me he he said no no you have to wear a mask if they're public facing and i'm like dude how can you force people to wear a mask so brad that is basically assaulting you if somebody was to force you to wear a mask that is assault they are harming you that is intentional harm and that's where I, that's one reason I've never worn a mask. I've said I don't care what happens. You're not forcing a mask. What about on me. for Halloween? 
Well, for Halloween, it depends what the mask is. And yeah, I might. Because, I mean, Halloween, there's a mask on a lot of people is probably doing the same shit. Absolutely. In fact, that's one reason that, you know, most people, most kids will wear the mask for about the first three houses and then take it off because they're they're drooling all over it and they're, you know, sweating and everything. That's That's what I was going to say. That's another thing I was going to mention. The masks actually have various types of plastics in there and the humidity from your breathing in and out, exhaling in and out, breaks down those uh, chemicals. And now you start to inhale those chemicals after wearing the mask for a few hours. And a lot of people are recycling the same mask day after day after day. So you're inhaling these chemicals now, further causing the histotoxic, hypoxic injury just from wearing that mask. So you'd refuse to wear one, period. I'm about to get on a flight next week. If they they try to make me wear one, can I say that? Here's what you can say. You can say, and I've been flying quite a bit, okay? Every time, like the first two times we flew, we were the only people on the plane not wearing masks. When we flew from Dallas to Vegas on Thursday, I would say a third of the plane was not wearing masks. And and the the administrative people, not even the flight crew, these were people in suits that would come on, but they had the airline's badge, were randomly picking, picking people to ask them why they're not wearing a mask. And I made... In, in first class, there was four people not wearing a mask. Myself, Dr. A, and two other people, a guy in front of me and a guy behind me. And the guy that came up, you could tell he was looking. He looked at me, and I was I was like ready for him. And he broke eye contact with me like immediately. He's like, I could tell he's like, I don't want to talk to this one. Let me find somebody else. And he talked to the guy right in front of me. And I grabbed this letter, and I was getting up to go up there to help him. And, and he turned around and walked back. And I said, what did he say? And he said, he just wanted to know why I, wanted, why I didn't want to wear a face mask. And I said, what did you say? And he goes, I said, I don't want to wear it. You know, I've had a problem with it. I don't want to wear a mask. And they said, okay. They didn't know what else to say. Because here's the thing. If an airline tells somebody, look, you got to wear a face mask, and that person starts to have a a problem with their airway, you just, that's a multi-million dollar lawsuit because it just caused that person to have a heart attack or a respiratory condition or an asthmatic attack, whatever it is. The very first time we were on the plane, I just said that I have a reactive airway issue, which I do. If I get into an area with cigarettes, I start having an asthmatic type thing uh cats i do i do that with cigarettes cigars are cool weeds cool but cigarettes terrible well i'm joking i'm joking so i just basically told them that and they were like oh okay that's fine they had no issues because can can you imagine telling somebody that oh you're allergic to strawberries well you got to wear you got to still eat a strawberry i don't care whether you're allergic to it you got to eat a strawberry and cause an anaphylactic reaction the person's going to die yeah so it would be idiotic for an airlines to do this. Um, they, they're, they're smart enough not to, don't that's you That's right. That's exactly what they're doing. They're saying that it's mandatory, but hey, if you can't wear it, we understand. <laughs> well, yeah, because just like um, you know that guy that's going to be meeting us that talked down the, mm-hmm. the, 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 the uh, state police, mm-hmm. he just basically told the state police, like, dude, are you guys following lawful orders like are you really doing what's right or you are you really doing what this governor says when you have no right to do it right same thing we've been talking about this you've you've heard our messages to the law enforcement community the military community you've heard those uh, public broadcasts we've put out Uh, we were just talking to some law enforcement people in dallas at the airport and they they were like so appreciative. They were shaking my hand. They said thank you. You know they had their masks up. They're like we know this is a scam. We know this is BS. We got to wear it because they're telling us to wear it. But we know it's bullshit. I mean that's they that came out and they said it. And so this what, wasn't this wasn't just one law enforcement officer. There was multiple. And the TSA people same thing. Thanking me for you know putting this out, being recognized. People saying you're the doctor that did the YouTube videos on 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 this COVID crap. And I said yeah that's that's me. You know they're asking to have autographs taken or pictures taken, which is nice, but they're getting the message. And and they say, you know, 
what can we do? And I said, that's what you can do is you can talk to the next person, the person to your right, the person to your left, make people aware. Because as soon as people become empowered with knowledge, you cannot take advantage of them anymore. You cannot victimize them anymore. Next, next problem I'm going to have is with schools. Because again, I have two little ones still in school and you know they're trying to get me to, I go to a private school or they do. So they're trying to get me to sign back up. I'm like, I'm not doing anything until I hear your rules. Because if my, if my kids are, are going to be put in school where they're six feet apart and there's no playing and there's no, there's no school, you know what I'm saying? Mm-hmm. And, and, and or mainly, they got to wear a mask. I'm not putting them in school. And I wouldn't so, either. I know, but now I'm thinking there's a law, I think, that you ha- your kids have to go to school. No, you, you can homeschool. Yeah, but my point is, is there are like truancy officers that if your kid doesn't go to school, they will come and you're in trouble. Well, again, so so the, so let's the same re- thing with the homeschooling programs. I mean, the homeschooling has been established in all fifty states, and people can do the the homeschooling. I mean, you know, what to, I, huh? I was going to do a, a homeschool VT, mm-hmm. a, a training system, because mm-hmm. most parents they don't know how to homeschool a mm-hmm. kid. That's but a if great you did, idea. A lot of people would be homeschool. That's a great idea. In fact, I think uh, Ron Paul had a homeschooling program that they were rolling out about two years ago. Because my, my youngest son, he was in a homeschool program for a year and when he was with me. And um, I don't know what the status of Ron Paul's program is, but I think that would be a fantastic idea to have a, have a VT4 for homeschooling. That would be great. So if the school says your kid has to go to school and they have to wear a mask and you refuse, would that letter help there too? I don't know whether the letter would necessarily help there because you could you could say that the child if the child has a legitimate problem with the respiratory condition or anything like that yeah they, then they shouldn't be wearing a mask that could definitely help with that but my question would be why would you want your child to go into a school even though they're not wearing a face mask everybody else is wearing a face mask then it's that social you know shaming and the peer pressure and you know why is that kid not wearing a mask and you know what I'm saying it's I wouldn't want my kid to go to school like that if a school is that if they're going to wear the mantle off being a dumbass, wearing something only because all the other sheeple are going off the cliffs and they're going to do it too. I don't want my child in that. What are they going to learn from that? That you should conform and you should become a robot like everybody else and follow anything that's idiotic, not based on science, not based on research, not based on the truth, but because it's being a myth that's been propagated, follow it blindly. I don't want my kid to be in a school like that. Yeah, me either. I won't put, I won't put my kids in school if they are forced to wear a mask or six feet apart. Did you see that video that the school's like, okay, let's talk about returning. And it's literally there's X's and they've marked the entire school. The kids have to stay on an X and they're six feet apart. So it's literally like you file in to classroom where everybody's separated. And then the, the, the lunch tables have plexiglass little slots where like you're you're literally isolating the kid all day long, making them walk in f- single file line over a virus that has a very small death rate. Like what's like, happening? Death rate less than uh, the regular death rate from the regular flu, which of course it, it's it's negligible. I mean, the science has already come out. Stanford's already published this. The media is propagating lie upon lie. And the thing is this. But why are they allowed to do it? Well, I don't think they're being allowed to do it. I think the media has been controlled by the intelligence community for many, many years. And this is an orchestration off the globalist agenda to try to take over the country, right? Not just say our country, but the countries of, of the entire world. I mean, look at this. If you start really looking at it from from a political standpoint, and we've already been told during, like when I, we had the Advanced Medicine Conference, we were the only conference in the entire United States, period, 
an advanced medicine conference that they tried to shut down, which they weren't successful. We had 256 attendees from 15 different countries. You know, if people were sitting on each other's laps, Brad, it wouldn't have been, they wouldn't have been closer. No face masks. The entire hotel staff was wearing face masks on Friday when the conference started Friday night. On Monday morning when we left, guess what? Not a single employee was wearing face masks anymore. So people, you know, got it. But the thing is that this this advanced medicine conference, when we did it, we, according to what everybody else was saying, the, the media w- did a hack job trying to say that we were violating social distancing. Uh, we we had, they had to call the police to break it up. All lies. The police officers all there, I already knew them. I knew them from the day before. And the, the person who set this all up was a guy that served in the same unit that I served with the 5th Special Forces Group years ago. He's part of the Charlotte SWAT team. He set up the private security with the Charlotte Mecklenburg Police Department. The hotel contacted the, hot, uh, the police department said, no off-duty police officers are going to be allowed to work here for this conference. They said, okay. My friend called me. He said, look, don't worry about it because now you don't have to pay for anybody. You know, if there's a problem, we'll, we'll just come. So I knew who the district sergeant in charge was. I had a cell number the night before. I touched base with him at 7.30 in the morning. He said, look, I'll come over here, you know, meet with you if you want. But he goes, I don't think there's going to be any problem. I said, I don't think there's going to be any problem either. He goes, hey, you got my cell number. Any problem, just call me. 15 minutes later, there was a problem where they weren't letting people come in. The hotel security wasn't letting people come in. I called the police officer. All the squad cars that came were all part of his squad. And there was... It was completely lied to by from, from the mainstream media, from Business Insider and all the other people that were that have covered the story. Complete lies. Now, according to them, we should all be dead because we came into social distancing. There's 200 people, 256 people from 15 different countries, not a single person sick. One person had a headache, and it's because... <laughs> It's because he met some girl and he went home with her that night, and I think he, he kind of got, got a sinus infection, and that was it. And it was fine after a day. It wasn't COVID-19. <laughs> Do you, so when, when, when people hear this type of talk, they think that people are saying there is no COVID-19. No, there's a COVID-19, but everybody's been exposed to it by this time. I think COVID-19, okay, so first, viruses mutate, and they've probably gone through numerous renditions of mutations by this point anyway. COVID-19 is a real thing. It is a chimeric derivative. It is a, it is a real viral uh, Frankenstein man-made version. There's no doubt about that. But by the time they started talking about everything, I think the entire population of the world was already exposed to it. In fact, the Stanford study that came out and said that the death rate from COVID-19 was far less than what uh, it was the same exact that was seen from the seasonal flu. Remember, that's using the artificial numbers, which would mean then if you extrapolate that data, it's far less than the seasonal flu because if you look at the real numbers, meaning that you don't take the suicides and the heart diseases and the shot in the head people and, and saying that they were mislabeled as COVID-19 deaths. If you really removed them and looked at the actual numbers, it would be far lower than the seasonal flu. But even with the artificially inflated numbers, Stanford's research showed it's the same rate of death. ABC News came out, instead of talking about that fact, they said, Stanford study shows that this is far more prevalent than they thought. Well, of course it's more prevalent because we've all been exposed to it. And Stanford study did say that, but it's far more prevalent and the death rate is still the same as regular flu. So why are we all getting a knickers and a twist for? Over what? So this is the information that's the truth. So you would think that people would be looking at those facts. Instead, what they're doing is they're looking at the misinformation. So there is a COVID-19 and it is very virulent. And it's very resistant, yes, but it has been manipulated 
and they just didn't do a very good job with it. It is very virulent, but if it's very virulent, that means it's already all throughout the world. And I believe that my both my sons had it, I think, in, in early February. I think that they're, in fact, some of your staff I was talking to that said in January they came off a cruise. They think they had it. And I think it started probably around October, November. And all anybody that had a really bad flu that was atypical, they probably already had COVID-19. To be tested now is foolishness because they've amplified the PCR test to the point that everybody's essentially going to show positive. We don't know what has been introduced in other flu shots, H1N1, seasonal flu, trivalent, covalent flu shots. We just don't know. Herpes zoster shots. We don't know what's in there. When people say, well, of course we know what's in there. No, we don't know what's in there, okay? If we knew what's in there, then what justification is there for glyphosate, Roundup, to be in vaccines? And that's what they're finding now. So there's all sorts of, nobody probably tested for it before, but somebody decided, let me test for this, and boom, it shows up. What the hell is weed killer doing inside our vaccines? All right. So there's all sorts of stuff in our vaccines that we don't know about. But the studies that have been done have already shown COVID-19 positive testing in cats that had gotten the trivalent flu shot with no exposure to COVID-19. How does that happen? Well, if you amplify the test enough to a certain degree, you're going to show everybody being positive. Yeah. And how do you even know what it's testing for? The testing for the PCR test is testing for certain DNA fragments, but even the developer of the PCR test that said you cannot just randomly go out there and start testing. It's it's not meant as a diagnostic device. It's actually being the PCR test has a completely different purpose behind it. And there's some really good videos we went to detail, and some of the doctors that have gone into detail to explain really what the PCR test was. But the PCR test is not a legitimate test for diagnosing a pathology. Well, I had a <clears throat> salesman here, I think he just wanted the day off, say he was feeling a little bit. And if you come around here and say you feel a little bit anything, get out of here, period. No, only for liability. Reasons. Yeah, absolutely. I said, go get a COVID test and come back when it's when you're clear. And so he went and got a COVID test and he's clear. So that's I've had two employees take COVID tests and both of them came back. No COVID. Well, and I, I and would, by the way, that could be false. That's exactly right. I would not go get a COVID test because I'm. My concern would be they're tracking you. Well, that too, but there's also some discussion now that some of these tests in some of the countries that they're doing are laced when they draw the blood are laced with the COVID, and you've probably heard about the government in Tanzania. Tanzania, they did a. When the tests came into the country, they randomly took a piece of fruit, papaya, and goat uh, specimen from a goat. They labeled it as if it was humans, and they sent it in, and they both came back positive for COVID. So goats and papaya fruit are positive for COVID. Yeah. The king, was, or not the king, the, the main dude wanted to test the validity of the tests. Correct. Yeah, I read that. Yeah. Now, a lot of times, you know, when people read these, they're, they have what's called cognitive dissonance which is like, oh, that's preposterous. Who could believe that? Right. You have these, let's call them pedophile rings mm-hmm. that are supposedly freaking kids out and scaring the shit out of them so they can you know, drink the adrenochrome. Adrenochrome, you heard of that? I have heard of that. And supposedly that's like serious. And it sounds like, come on, dude. Tom Hanks is drinking kids' blood and Oprah Winfrey and these Hollywood celebs and these ruling people. And then you think, damn, dude, could that be real? Because that's so preposterous, it's ridiculous. But it could be real. And there is really such a thing as adrenochrome, correct? There is a such thing as adrenochrome, yes. I don't know about 
much of this. I've heard some of the things, and I honestly don't have any information, so I couldn't validate or disprove it or prove it. Um, what about I, what about the UK's got a new king? You heard that? Yeah, I just read that actually a couple of days ago, and that was really interesting. And going back and forth, and again, you know, I don't know about all these things, and I've been asked by other people the same same kind of questions, Brad. I just I just have a I can't talk about something unless I really know it to be factual. And so I just I just can't comment on it because I really don't know. I'm I'm sitting there intrigued by some of the stuff, wondering, um, thinking about it. But the coronavirus stuff, I mean, look, it's every aspect of the coronavirus, it's just it's like every doctor and every researcher on the planet forgot everything that they learned in basic immunology, in basic first year didactic medical school class of how the immune system works. They forgot about all the practical aspects of how the system evolves. Completely like ignored it. It's it's like whatever you, you know about broadcasting and editing and marketing and now something comes along and you completely pitch it all down and now you're just sitting there babbling about something and, and you're not using you know tech, you're not using the, the lessons that you've learned and the techniques you've learned on how to sell and market and explain to, you, you forget about it all and you start you know like writing stuff out in the back of a piece of paper and dropping them from a plane and that's what you're doing now for your marketing it's like you totally forgot everything that's what's happened with COVID-19 and I think a lot of it has to do with either one people were promised something or two people were embarrassed they were scared to come out and say it because they were afraid of their license or they were afraid of you know how they would be treated by their by the peer group, a lot of people may have been scared in the beginning because they really didn't know any different. Now more and more doctors are coming out. You know, after that first video that went 9.1 million views in six days, after that, more doctors have come out. You, I think you saw the London Real one that we did with I had 166 other doctors from all over the world with me. And we've got about 7,000 doctors altogether. You just can't have 7,000 people on a, on a you know Zoom call. Um, and there's more and more doctors coming out, more researchers coming out, more people talking about it. And now, of course, who would have known that writing would have been the cure for COVID-19, because now nobody seems to be worried about COVID-19 when they're getting together. You know, when police arrest somebody or when there's a big tussle, you see all these people together. So so demonstrations are okay for COVID-19. Going to restaurants, 50% capacity is okay, but going into certain buildings and having meetings with more than 10 people, that's dangerous. I mean, this is a preposterousness of the rules that these some of these governors are putting out. The idiocy of them, the contradiction within their own orders, if that doesn't show you that this is all full of garbage... You know, then, then, then I think a person is never going to know any different. I mean, to me, that old saying: for those that, the, for those who understand, no explanation is necessary. For those who don't understand, no explanation is possible. This is a perfect example of that. So, if you're sitting at home and you're worried about <clears throat> going to a party with, let's say, a hundred people, close proximity, little house party, would you advise they go or don't go? Well, we've already done our meeting with 256 doctors from all over the world, researchers and members of the public all together, and everybody had a wonderful time. Not a mask in sight. Not a mask in sight, except for the hotel staff, which by by the time we ended the conference, even the hotel staff weren't wearing the mask. Hmm. So you'd say go to the party. Why wouldn't you go to the party? If you don't want to go to the party because you don't like the people there, you don't want to drink, you don't want the cigarette smoke, well, then don't go to the party. But if you're going because you're scared of COVID-19, believe me, there's about a thousand things you should be more concerned about than COVID-19. And one of those is that you have the wool being pulled over your eyes. What about, been, what about the people that had or have and no people that died from it? What would you say to them? 
Well, nobody's died from COVID-19. People don't die from the flu. In fact, I've been a doctor for 29 years. And so when they talk about the rate of flu deaths, I've always wondered, why did they say that? Because I've never seen a patient die from the flu. Never. Not once. And then you talk to other doctors. They say the same thing. I've never seen anybody die from the flu. So then where did all these deaths come from when they report the death rate from the flu? Well, they're reporting the people that had comorbidity. It's the same thing. It's people that had diabetes and they had a fragile heart or they had cancer or they were immunocompromised or they had HIV. I mean, what, you know, people that have HIV or people that have cancer, what really kills them? Is it the HIV or the cancer that kills them? No. No. They never die of HIV or cancer. They die of a common cold. That's what they do. So they, they put it down as a seasonal flu. They die because they, their systems have become compromised to something that needs an opportunity and as soon as it's given that opportunity, boom, it sets up house and, and, and kills them. So, if you wouldn't go to a party because you were afraid that you would be susceptible to picking up something, like let's say you had a transplant. God forbid you had a heart issue and now you got a new heart put in. Okay, you're now an immunocompromised person. Why? Because one, you've just had a transplant and so they're giving you steroids to suppress your immune system, which means that anything you even look at, you could potentially catch. Well, in that situation, the doctor would say, I would stay home. I would not go out and be in large circles of people because you could catch something. Okay? In that scenario, I would say, no, you should not go to a party with 100 people. No different than any other person that would have a transplant. But if you're worried about COVID-19, you know what category that fits into in my book. It's that dumbass category. Yeah. So what about the riots now? So so why is it it's there's thousands of people in a crowd and not one person I've heard not heard one mainstream media person say, "Oh my lord, that we're going to have a big covid problem." That's here. right. That's again, you just making my case, right? Exactly the same thing. And and actually when you start looking at these governmental orders and and certain states, you start seeing the hypocrisy in their orders. Restaurants will open up to 50% because it's in the church, uh, in the in the Bible Belt, we're going to open up churches. We were going to shut down any meetings, but we're going to open up the churches because we don't want to be sued by the churches. But the restaurants can only be at 50% capacity. And what about conferences and meetings? Oh, wait a second. Those that were limited to 50 people in a ballroom that's designed for 1,000, that 50 people, instead of going to 50% capacity, no, we're going to reduce that to 10 people because these viruses are so smart, they know that churches, they're not going to go into restaurants, they're only going to have 50% issues with, and Public conferences, oh, wait a second, that's wide open. I mean, it's so idiotic. There's no science. In fact, the more that I've said that there's no science, the new orders that are coming out are even more stupid. They're just stupidity on top of stupidity. And all people have to do is just read them and say, wait a second, this doesn't make sense. Ask the question, how can a virus know not to go into a church but knows that in a meeting it's, it's going to be dangerous? How is it that in Walmart you don't have to worry about the virus but in Costco you got to worry about the virus? I mean, people just have to start asking those questions. So, do you ever get shamed, like like without having a mask? So like I always see people looking at me, but they've never said anything to me. But again, I'm not going a lot of places. Well, I was. We were on a plane and coming from Charlotte to Austin for our uh, for to Dallas. Sorry for the Daystar filming, and uh, we were in the in the business class section. And the flight attendant came up and she says, she had a mask on, and she says, I'm sorry, but, and she pointed behind her, you know, we have somebody that's complaining that you're wearing a face mask. And my response was much louder. I mean, I raised my octave to make sure that everybody in first class could hear me. And I said, well, her stupidity is not my issue. 
and she was like, oh, that, I just want to know. That's fine. No, no problem. Thank you very much, sir. And, you know, would you like a drink? <laughs> and that type of thing. And that was it. I mean, public shaming is only based upon the fact that if you're going to allow yourself to be embarrassed. Uh, if, if somebody says that you're standing up for your rights, how dare you stand up for your rights and your child's rights? You should be ashamed. I'm going to say, come to, into my field. Come into my personal space. You know, I, that's, that's a battle cry to me. So social shaming only works if you really don't know what the truth is. If you know what the truth is and somebody tries to shame you, you know, if, if you know you're dealing with a dumbass and the dumbass comes and says, hey, why are you so stupid? You're going to call that dumbass out. Right? Yeah. Am I right? I mean, yeah. my point is that social shaming only works if a person is not empowered with knowledge. And that's why the greatest weapon that we can get is becoming empowered with knowledge. Because once you know how the body works, once you know the basic premise of how viruses work, once you understand the idiocy and the hypocrisy of everything that they're putting out there, that, you know, it's all hypocritical. It's all contradicting itself. If you start looking at how Fauci says no face mask is necessary, now he's wearing a face mask, now the who is backing away from the face mask issue, then you have to ask this question. Now, that doesn't mean that every single person is going to be watching the media and catching exactly what they're saying. If you start seeing how the, the media says, oh, President, why are you not wearing a face mask and you're setting the wrong precedence for the public and then the cameras stop rolling they take off their own face mask and they're not worried about it, that's what people should be looking at. So all truths go through three phases. First is ridicule. It's ridiculed. It's ridiculed. It's ridiculed. Y'all, you're this, you're that, you're, you're embarrassment. Second, it's violent opposition. You think some of these race riots are really because of that violent opposition because people have been cooped up in their homes and they're scared, they're pissed off, and now they're realizing what the truth is and they're coming out and they're just waiting, waiting to just express their anger. Sure, there's a racial component to it, but you know, a lot of the racial components that I've seen, I've seen black people stand up and say, this is all garbage. You know, And they're talking about black, black lives matter. What are you talking about black lives matter? All lives matter. I've heard many people that are black or, or people, African-Americans that have come out and said that. So it's there's something else undermining that, uh, a stressor, uh, something else that's the impetus behind it, the trigger behind it. And, and then on top of that, you start looking at the way, if you want to, I don't want to talk about politics here, but if you want to start looking at the way this has all gone down the pipeline, it's almost like the, the Russian collusion didn't work, then the Ukrainian collusion didn't work. Then the impeachment didn't work. Then COVID didn't work. Now they're trying right switch rights. My question is, what's going to come next? What's the next thing they're going to try? Is that the second wave of COVID that they've been talking about? Or is it something else? They're trying to do something. I think the COVID-19 was a perfect in, uh, way for them to try to get voting by mail, which we know is riddled with fraudulent uh, votes. We saw, saw that in 2016, and of course, one side will say, "Oh no, that's not true," and you know, there wasn't, there weren't that many people that were dead that died 50 years ago that were voting or people. You know, to me, it's like, why is this such an issue with voting? If you got a driver's license, then you, you know, you, if you you have to have a driver's license to go be able to drive a car, and people say, "Well, that's you know, that's." putting a requirement on it. Okay, well, fine, then go get a state ID. You don't have to have a requirement for state ID. If you don't have a state ID, if you can't get a state ID, then you shouldn't be able to vote. End of story. If people have stood in line to to vote and they're saying that that's a risk, well, guess what? There are millions of Americans that have died for the right for you to stand in line to vote. So if they risked their lives and gave their lives for the country so that you can vote, then the least damn thing you can do is get your ass up and go and vote in a freaking poll. Yeah, that's what that's the biggest change people can make. Because believe it or not, a lot of people don't vote at all. Well, exactly. And and then they bitch about who's running shit. 
And what what I said the other day on social media <clears throat> was people are calling these people our leaders and it's like dude they're not our leaders. They're they're elected representatives. They're 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 there simply to be our spokesperson. That's right. right. That's right. So so I don't look at them as leadership. I don't think they're smarter than us. Now they might have more intel than us, but then who's that intel coming from? And is 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 it credible? Because a lot of times people will think, oh well, you know, this person said it, so that must be credible. Well, where'd this person hear it? Where's this knowledge? And once you have that knowledge, that's when you do start to feel a little more empowered and less victimized. That's right. Like, like again, when that whole Black Lives Matter, All Lives Matter, I keep hearing all this. If you break it down, first of all, and I don't want to get into this because we're gonna we got to hit that party. But <laughs> when someone says All Lives Matter, when someone says Black Lives Matter, it's like Black Lives Matter, All Lives Matter. Now, again, I get it. Of course, All Lives Matter, but All Lives matter is only possible if black lives matter so if i were to say black lives matter say okay because it's true black lives do matter well all lives matter nobody said they didn't why because i say black lives matter you feel like you got to say all lives matter that's like if but I you know said, most people that are saying that that i've heard they're black people that are saying that. Yeah, but they don't get it either. But the point I'm making is like, I could say save the whales because there's fucking whales getting har- harpooned off my deck. And I'm like, save the whales. That doesn't mean I say fuck all the other fish. It's just like, save the fucking whales. You know, what about all the other fucking fish? Fuck, I didn't see them getting harpooned, motherfucker. Like, I'm talking about whales right now. So when someone says black lives matter, and I used to be the one that would say, fuck you, all lives matter. But then I realized... By me saying that, there was a little tiny bit of racism in there. Why? Not racism as most people would define it, but why? Well, because when you say Black Lives Matter, why do I want to defend it? Well, everybody's life matters, which I believe. Because when it boils down to it, all lives matter. But Black Lives Matter isn't about people dying. This is just my opinion. It's about ending racism of any kind. Hispanic, black, Asian, it doesn't matter. However, when someone says Black Lives Matter, now all I hear is end racism. And I say, I agree. I don't argue it anymore. Because guess what? Black lives matter. And and for all lives to matter, black lives matter has to be true. You can't have all lives matter if black ones don't. I so, agree with you there. So when someone says Black Lives Matter, I just say, You're exactly right. They do. And I don't and I don't say anymore because guess what? To me that means End fucking racism. Well, let me let me just let me tell you where we disagree. Um, the problem is that the media is not and has never told the truth. The same issue with COVID is right here with the racism. Sure. Why did they not talk about during these riots? Why did they not show when police officers took a knee and the crowd came together with police officers and they hugged? Because the police officers were in solidarity with the community that was that was protesting, because they agreed what happened with that individual with uh, Floyd was not right. Why why is the media not covering that? Why is the media not covering where one white police officer gets separated from the rest of the crowd, and there are four black men that surround the police officer with their backs protecting him from the uh, onside? Why didn't the media cover those type of stories? Why is the media talking about? Black Lives Matter and this violence and that violence. Why is the media not talking about the 
truckloads of bricks and concrete blocks that are being trucked in into areas where there's no construction so that people can commit these violent crimes. Why are they not talking about where people have said that I was paid to protest, I went to George Soros' website, and I typed in my information, and they I get a check made from him, signed with his signature stamp. Why are they not talking about that stuff? So this Black Lives Matter is another way of us dividing us by showing black versus white. And that's why I say black lives matter. We all lives matter. And we need to understand that this is not about black or white. This isn't about Democrat or Republican. This isn't about Jew versus Muslim. This isn't about men against women. It's old versus young, fat against skinny. It's all, it's affecting us all. And the media is a culprit. That's one reason the petition that we started that I have asked and, and been talking to the White House about that we need to hold mainstream media not just financially responsible but criminally responsible because they're not complicit with this. I say that those bastards are the ones that are creating these problems. We know they're puppet masters that are pulling their strings but you know what? As soon as you start holding the owners of the companies and the stockholders responsible, things will change. They have to be held responsible that you go out there and you say something wrong that causes somebody to be harmed then you need to be held criminally responsible. How many children have been sexually abused since this COVID-19 started because people were kept in their homes because of the uh, isolation? How many domestic violence cases have occurred because people were kept in their homes? How many suicides have occurred? How many people have died in, in their homes because they were afraid that if they went to the hospital, they would get COVID-19? How many people have died from waiting for elective procedures but not going to the hospital because they knew that the system was overtaxed? Okay, all those deaths, nobody's talking about those. And they dwarf, they dwarf the number of people that so-called people that died from COVID-19. They're two, three, four, ten times more. I have no idea what the numbers are, but they're huge numbers. Nobody's talking about that. Who's responsible for that? The media. Well, you said, here's where we disagree. I agree with all that. No, what I meant was we disagree because when, uh, to me, the, the aspect of as soon as you start saying Black Lives Matter, now you're... To me, that's racism because you're saying that black lives are different than other lives. And I'm saying there is no difference in life. Life is life. In fact, the people that I, some of the people that I follow, they're saying the exact same thing. They, they're the ones that, and they're in the African-American community. They're the first ones to say it. And to me, I, you know, if, if you see a difference in color, to me, that's racism. My son, I'll, I'll just tell you something funny. My son tells me some jokes that are, I have told him. I said, you can't tell those kind of jokes because those are really I mean, they're funny, but they're, those are racially motivated jokes, right? And they, he's so funny. But I realize he literally does not see the difference in color. His first girlfriend, she was black. So he, it's, to him, he doesn't see the difference. So I realize that my son telling those kind of jokes, just, he's, not, he's not particular about any, any race. I mean, he'll tell black jokes, he tells Jewish jokes. He asked me, he goes, Dad, we came back from the Middle East. He goes, Dad, why is it that you can... <laughs> he's such a funny kid. His name's Rahan. He's 15. He goes, Dad, why is it that you can sit in an airport and say, Jesus Christ, and nobody cares, but you say, Allah Akbar, and they dive on you as a, as a terrorist because Allah Akbar is a call to prayer, yeah. right? But the, you know, the connotation for the mainstream media is when you say, Allah Akbar, there's going to be a bomb that's going to go off. So he has, he has a very... Uh, I'd, very rather, I'd rather hear on an airplane, I'd rather hear someone yell Jesus Christ and Allahu Akbar because as soon as, you, as soon as someone says that you think oh my god there's going to be but that's a- the point that's a, that's a racial comment right totally and that's why that was his question I mean he was being funny about it so he told me he was that he, he had some of the stuff some of the ethnic garb that they wear in, in the Middle East in, in Palestine and so he wanted to go he wanted to go to a Walmart with his thing on, with the turban and everything on, sunglasses on, and said that I want to buy all the guns in, in, the, in the Walmart right now. I mean, his sense of humor is, you know, very advanced, very evolved, and somewhat 
on the cutting edge. But that's the whole point, that you can say Jesus Christ, and then you say Allah Akbar. Allah Akbar is, you know what the literal translation of Allah Akbar in Arabic is? God is great. Allah Akbar, God is great. So you can say God is great in English, nobody's going to say anything, but you say it in Arabic in a different language. And remember, they're Christians, Muslims, and Jews that speak Arabic because that's their native tongue. You say that, it's not considered I mean, that's the same thing. It's a, it's a, it's, it's a racially motivated or ethnicity motivated um, way of separating, and, and, and it's like racism, but it's, it's uh, accentuating that difference between people. And to me, that's where the problem is. We should not be accentuating the difference between any race, ethnicity, religion, creed. We should be coming together and understanding that when a life is taken, it's taken, and that should be stopped. Whether it's black or white, it doesn't make any difference. And True. that's the big thing. True. Most people don't know, but Anakalemiyarabi, Shwaya. Okay. I'm impressed. Shwaya. Shwaya. Marathi sit, no, Anamarathi Masri. So my, my Arabic is a lot worse than yours. I read the Quranic Arabic. Oh. So I speak Urdu, which is a mixture of Arabic and Farsi. So I, I understand some of what you said. Farsi, all I know is Khoda Hafiz. Khoda Hafiz, yeah. Which, which which means God be with you as uh, God watch over you. It's a it's a it's a greeting or a, or a goodbye. Well, to 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 what you just said though, I agree, except for. Again, I don't see a lot of white people being you know. Now, is does it exist? Yes, dude. There are racist people against white people more and more so lately. By the way, so in four hundred years, it might be the Caucasian that everybody shits on and you know that's the racism but but currently in in my life i haven't really seen racism against white people yeah i've seen I, racism not... i've seen racism against hispanics i've mm-hmm. seen black i've seen oh, arabic me, I've, I've seen all kinds i've but, been a victim of racism but I'm, I'm not saying that racism doesn't exist don't get me wrong i know but you said you but you said there's no difference between white people black people there is a difference no no what i'm saying is there's no, there shouldn't be a difference in the there loss of be. life yes between anything that's what i'm saying but i'm not but, saying that people don't treat people differently because of the color. that's that's not tolerable and i totally agree in fact the hodge brothers they're two guys that are both ex-Marines, and I was just watching a video of them with one of our YouTube, uh, one of our Ubers, Uber drivers, uh, who was recognized me, and we, you know, we were talking, and then he talked to me about the Hodge brothers, and I said I hadn't, I didn't know who they were, so he played a segment, and they're, they're two black brothers, twins. Yeah, I've seen them, and and so they were talking about this. They this say aspect. all lives matter, exactly, and they they explained why. You know, they said that they said that if uh, if you if you see me walking down the street with a sign that says. Black Lives Matter. It's because somebody's holding the gun to my head. <laughs> well, because they're they're saying what's what I would consider common sense. In other words, when I used to say it, because a couple of years ago there was a Black Lives Matter. I forget what happened, but something happened, and we've been saying it for a long time. Not we, but people. And what's changed? Nothing. So so before when someone said Black Lives Black Lives Matter, I'd always say, well, all lives matter, and they'd say no, Black Lives Matter, and I'd say, well so does everybody else's because exactly what those two guys were saying mm-hmm. i agree with them so I, again i'm not saying this group the BLM, i think you're saying that uh, that racism exists and i agree with you i'm saying that racism should stop now, absolutely now black lives matter to me is not a movement it's not a group as soon as you say the group i'm not for the group no it's, it's not all an illusion i they, know they, but i'm not for the group i'm talking about individuals when someone makes the statement 
Black Lives Matter. I cannot disagree. Why? Because they do. But you're jumping you're jumping into an area that is being people are being driven into that area to create insight. Oh, sure. You know, that it's because of the people that truly care about this issue, they're the ones who are saying that all lives matter. The people that should be concerned, the black community is the majority of the black community is talking about that all lives matter. Who is pushing this agenda? It's Soros. Exactly. So you got the people that the are saying, state. if you're not, if you don't know who to vote for, then you're not black. And now you got all these black politicians saying that Biden thinks that I'm not black. You know, I mean, how can you somebody somebody that that's such a that's a racist remark? Totally. You know. So these are the types of things we got to be careful. By the way, Biden just clinched the the Democratic nomination. Wow, they clinched it, huh? Clinched it. I, I bet you, I bet you that's going to change because if that's the best they got to He's offer. Losing. Yeah. Dude, Trump's going to win it all day again. Do you yeah. think? Oh, absolutely. I don't know why you, you, you hear people saying, oh, Trump, you know, he's doing it. Like, I'm pretty sure the majority of the world knows that Trump is not doing this. Oh, of course. I mean, you got people from Australia that are broadcasting and from the UK, from all over the world, I've seen broadcasts coming in. And I, I don't, I've never heard so many people that were Democrats, that have always been Democrats, that I thought would die as Democrats saying, I am not voting for Biden. I'm voting for Trump. I, I have the people that that produced the pandemic show when we were there. Their entire crew is hardcore Democrats in in Los, um, in uh, Ventura County. Every one of them were voting for Trump. I was shocked. I was. I have not ever heard of so many people that were on one party defecting to the other party. And again, I've never considered myself a Republican or a Democrat. I never have. I voted for the first Bush. Um, um, George W. Bush the first time I was on part of his um, medical task force the heavy metal task force that he signed 12 doctors I met with him I didn't vote for him the second time my parents thought well, my, my, my mom thought I was crazy my sister thought I was crazy that I, I voted for Bush the first time I didn't vote for him the second time when Obama came I voted for him the first time my whole family thought that I'd been reborn and you know they were all happy that I was finally a Democrat I didn't vote for Obama the second time when it came down to Hillary and and uh, Donald Trump. Trump, I voted for Rand Paul in the primaries. When Donald Trump won the primary, I moved out of the United States. Literally, I moved out. You know that I have a residency in a different country. I moved out because I thought Hillary was going to take over, and that was it. Then when I realized that Donald Trump had won, I didn't vote for anybody in the last president cycle. I'm definitely voting for Donald Trump this presidency. He's the first one that on the second term, because I, I voted one way, then I voted the other way. With Bush with uh, uh, Obama but but Donald Trump this will be my first time voting for him and I'm I'm not ashamed of it at all I don't care what you think about him as an individual he has done more for the country than any president that I can think of up up until um, if you go back up until Reagan it was Reagan was the last time the last person that spoke the truth and before that was John F. Kennedy and what happened with John F. Kennedy they assassinated him what happened to to Reagan he came out talking about getting the dollar off the um get, basically uh, putting the dollar back on the gold reserve and what happened to him within 24 hours of him talking about that that's when they tried to assassinate him remember when he was shot with the 22 rounds yeah see that, that that's the, the whole thing that's scary man it's like this deep state whoever this they are like if they're this powerful to where the means mainstream media can literally get people scared in their homes that's right scared to go outside everybody right now is locked and loaded yep. like like you go to my house you're going to be shot if you come in there without in other words dude you you loot homes you're nuts yeah because dude everyone's locked and loaded that's right everybody's scared and who does it 
the mainstream media. That's right. The reason why you know we have that issue later is because of the mainstream media. That's exactly it's right. It's the stupidest thing I've ever seen. Yes. However, you know, that's what people say might, could, possibly, uh, you know, be the reason all this is happening. However, there's no face to them. Like, who, who is the mainstream media? Now, when you start looking around, Disney. And by the way, Disney. Disney World. Disneyland. Children's books. Children's shit. It's like, well, do you ever see the, the, the Disney cartoons with the boners and the, the weird shit? I have actually seen that. It's real. This, yeah. I went, I went and looked. I'm like, this is not real. I mean, come on, dude. This is Disney. I went and looked up. Yeah. Dude, it's real. Yeah, they've, it's they've, drawn, they've drawn boners and shit and yeah. weird shit, weird things. Like, why would that be in a kid's video? Yeah. And then it just ties in, and then you start to realize, like, how deep does this hole go? Yeah. And what's real and what's not real? And then I always go back to one thing. Okay, focus on today, because mm-hmm. that's all you can control. You know, do I have COVID right now? No. Am I going to – and by the way, me, I'm a common sense guy. Am I going to go uh, to a COVID hospital? No. Why? Well, because I ain't freaking that ballsy, okay, at the end of the day. But you know why I said I would and why I told you in your show well, that I would? because you're trying to prove a point. Well, because exa- I know that I could get sick. I have no problem with that. I am pretty sure that I would get sick, but I also know that I'm not going to die. Yeah, but okay? see, that's because you're a doctor of 29 years. But there's so many other doctors that are out there that, that still are promoting this false narrative. That's what I don't understand. But maybe, but maybe again, they're yeah. with the they. Yeah. Because I always wondered, like, well, why would the hospitals market COVID death if it wasn't a COVID death? Well, dude, if I was running the hospital and I had no way to make money because everyone's afraid to come in for elective surgeries, guess what? That's right. COVID death. Well, and, guess exactly. what? and I don't give a rat's dick what everyone says. Why? Because I'm getting my 39 fucking G's. You know what I, I told Jonathan yesterday when we were in the restaurant? I said, look, if, if everybody in this restaurant, if you suddenly said that for every person that's eating over here, you get a diagnosis of COVID-19, they're going to get 17,000. And if you put them on a respirator, we're going to get 39,000. I'd pick up the the black pepper you know little wooden thing that they have and start clubbing people outside the head and put them on respirators to get the thirty nine thousand dollars per, per person. I'm being facetious, of course I wouldn't do that, but that's what the hospitals are doing. Yeah. Well, this person's going to die anyway. Put them on a freaking respirator, even though they didn't need it. You know, they, yeah, sure, sure they got shot in the head, but just put them on a respirator anyway. We'll get thirty nine thousand dollars for it, and that's exactly what's happening. This person killed themselves, committed suicide. Okay, put them on a respirator. We get another thirty. And by the 000. way, and it's happening. And 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 not only that, but that's to me the they because who is saying they get thirty nine thousand isn't that the government yeah so so again that's why i'm like when it comes to trump i'm always like oh yeah trump and then i think well fuck isn't he and isn't he the president like why would he allow that as president so this is a this is a really interesting question it's an awesome question actually because i asked the same thing for example he came out and he said that by December, we would have 100,000 vaccines, and by January, we'd have 200,000, I'm sorry, 100 million vaccines, and by January of 2021, we'd have 200 million vaccines, and we were going to have the military roll this out to spread it. I just, it's like, what? Really? I talked to the president's advisor, and he says, well, did anything sound strange to you in that comment? And I said, well, yeah, the military part, because you, you know, you'd use the National Guard or the Reserves, but you couldn't use... The active duty military because you can't use them on constant you know based on constitutional law on, you can't use the active duty military you can only activate the national guard and you can maybe activate the reserves but you can't use active military he's and he's prior military himself and he said yeah anything else i said no i didn't notice anything else he said what were the dates when he's going to roll out these vaccines 
I said, December and January. And he goes, and when are the elections? I said, November. And he started chuckling. Now, there's a lot of information like this. The president is in the middle of a cesspool. L- let me tell you something. I'm going to share something. You ready to drop a bomb? You haven't dropped any bombs today, have you? Sure I have. Yeah, you are listening because your headphones ain't on. All right. Well, see, I'm, you're so worried about masks, you don't even wear headphones. No, man, I'll lick the... I just, don't, I just didn't want to mess up my already messed up hair. That's what it was. No, I'll tell you, I'm going to drop a bomb on you. Something that I, I just found this out myself. And I don't think they said that I don't think they said we can't say this, but anyway, I'm going to say it anyway. And if I get in trouble for it, I'm going to get in trouble for it. Take a wild guess how many attempted assassination attempts on the president occurred from the time that he got elected, I think it was November 17th, to the time he took office. You want to take a wild guess? How many attempted attempted assassinations on President Trump's life? Well, I haven't heard of any. 25. There's been 25? From November of 2000. And six uh, November 2015 till January 2016 when he took office. What's 25 attempted. He had his own private security force. And if that private security force hadn't been there, they could have gotten him. What's that tell us? Exactly. And look how many times they've tried. He was not supposed to get elected. He was not supposed to be the person who got in charge of the country. And because he can't be controlled, they have been coming after him since the first day on the planet. And thank God the American people see the truth. Whether you agree with him or disagree with him, he has done everything that he said he was going to do. And I know for a fact that he knows the vaccines are not good. In fact, you go, you, it doesn't matter what I say. Go back and look at his uh, platform when he was running for office. He clearly said vaccines are directly related to autism, which is a truth. So what's the assassination part? What's that mean? Well, I just want to let you know that there are a lot of people that are trying to take him down. And have been. But, and, but, again, but have, you, same have you heard anything on the media? Though? No, of course the media's not going to talk about it. Has the media talked about, has the, media talked about the four but when they black... Sh- when, when they tried to shoot Reagan and they tried to shoot presidents, well, that, they talk about it. But that was in the public that it happened. But, it, but the media's not talking about anything. The media... Okay, last fall, when Bernie Sanders had his rally and had a thousand people, and President Trump had his rally in Charleston, South Carolina... South Carolina and had 34,000 people. Did the media cover the 34,000 rally in Charleston, South Carolina? No, but they covered Bernie Sanders, whatever it was, 800,000 people. Did they cover when President Trump had the 42,000 people, the rally? I think it was in Arizona. I think it was in Phoenix. Could have been here in Vegas, but I think it was in Phoenix. Did they cover that? No, but they did cover Joe Biden's 600 people that had at his rally. So the media and then, they, and, is, and, then, and then they also make you think that the 40-some thousand wasn't real. Yeah, exactly. Because I've heard that too. Exactly. You know, except it's like, that, oh, Trump's a that, liar. His, he, he keeps faking how many people except come you look to at the social media. I'm like, I've never been to one. I wouldn't know. Well, here's the thing. You go look at the social media platforms and you see these aerial views of drones and I mean, just thousands of people. And you're like, holy crap. And then next day it's taken off. It's, so, it's taken off YouTube, taken off Facebook because they don't want people to know the truth. I wonder why. Because they don't want him. Because this is a this is a direct attack on the on the consciousness of so the human race. So after after the election's over, you think everything's just going to go away and back to normal? Well, I think that they are trying to prevent him from getting elected right now. They're doing everything in their power, and I think that once it's all said and done, um, you're going to see big changes and I think that's why I'm so excited that the world is actually going to be a world that's going to be fair the truth will be out there there are going to be a lot of people that are going to realize that they were dumbasses in this whole time but you know that's okay so are you a um, QAnon fella 
I am not necessarily, uh, I, I've heard some of those things. I don't know much about it. I do know that Anonymous Official was one of the first people that took one of our videos and blasted out to their millions of subscribers. But um, I, I don't know whether I necessarily agree with all that stuff or don't even know what's true. Again, I, I'll talk about what I know. If I don't know about it, um, I'm a viewer, I'm a reader, I'm a participant just like everybody else. I'm hungry for the knowledge. I'm trying to learn. I don't know what, whether it's true or not. But I can tell you the things that I've told you about, they are fact, and I can tell you the stuff that you know that I've mentioned about the White House, that's just coming from my direct interaction with certain people that are that are in contact with the president. Hey and folks, by the way, if you if you if you guys know of him, Dr. Buttar I'm talking about, and you guys are thinking, you know, oh he's the he's the you know covid doctor he's the conspiracy guy he's actually not he's actually a full-blown medical doctor that helps people cure uh i don't want to say cure but helps people with the cancer you have advancedmedicine.com. you you have you have thousands of patients uh live better healthier lives anti-aging is one of your specialties folks if you were smart i'd, I'd get rid of the 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 i don't even know what to say the the what do you call it when people are like you know the stigma of of conspiracy and just go to askdrbutar.com forward slash trbl and get your free videos get your get your free health assessment tool get your look at the the videos that everyone took down and see for yourself if you think it's bullshit because like you said earlier that when you get educated and you finally do know not you've heard not you think but you know i think a a a different perspective comes into play and and you walk with a different thing i like to call certainty that's right that's exactly certainty i've had people that were so paranoid about this covid19 and they know me in in the social circle and then all of a sudden all of a sudden i see them and they come and give me a hug and i'm thinking what happened Oh, I saw your videos. I'm fine now. I'm good. I saw the truth. Because they were so scared because all they were seeing was what they were seeing on mainstream media. But when they saw the actual truth and when their questions started rising and then they see the footage of the media attacking the president about not wearing a face mask and then, you know, cameras stop rolling, but there's one camera still rolling and they take off their face mask and they're talking about how stupid this whole thing is. Wait a second. What? It's a hot mic. They didn't consider being on still. That's right. And you can get all that at askdrbutar.com forward slash TRBL, correct? Yeah. Go there. And folks, I personally would advise you to join the International Association of a Disease-Free World. And when you do, go in and look for ND01 <laughs> drops. I'd go look for the ND01 oh drops because you can't talk about The reason about we don't talk about this. Is- <laughs> yeah, but you can't talk about them, but I can. But if I were you, I'd go check out the stuff for free and look around and 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 try to you know just get get your fucking bearings about what's real and what's not real. Use your own judgment, and then while you're there, my recommendation would be to join the International Association of a Disease-Free World, and more importantly, look for the NDO1 drops. Until next time, kids. Oh, one thing I want to say. Yeah. The 5G Summit. Let people go to the 5G Summit, get registered. So when they go to the askdrpatar.com forward slash So you just said 5G. Now we're going to get this fucking thing pulled. We'll just edit it out. Sorry. No, you what, said 5G Summit edit. already. You said 5G Summit. I no, didn't say anything I about say the, jive free. No, but you did say about the 5G Summit. You did say that because I thought, wait a second, you just said it. But well, the, five, the, f- 5G the jive summit, free that's summit that's yeah. going on Talking out there. Talking about how good the technology is, you know. Well, in the beginning, I said go go to askdrbatar.com forward slash TRBL 
to register for the Jive Free Summit. Okay. Okay. Well, the, if you go there to the TRBL, you can go for the 5G. I mean, sorry. The, <laughs> it's too late the, now. The Jive Free Summit. No, but you did say it. I yeah, mean, you we go back to well say it, it now. But the, it's the over. thing is, we, 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 guys, it's 5G. Yeah. <laughs> You 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 you've you've revealed. And by the way, if, if this video doesn't make at least like you know a million views, you'll know why. Yeah, exactly. Because it's the old five G, and right. that's and that's what's crazier. Because dude, like COVID was like, oh, oh, fuck. But now it's almost like COVID. What? Like, oh, that's over. But it's not really over. Number one, there's a lot of scared fools right now. Yeah, I know some. Yeah. Like scared over dumb shit. Now again, well, we're very, very old and being cautious. I don't look. I agree. Be cautious. I always say, dude, don't want a haircut, stay out the barbershop. Yeah. Don't want your ass kicked, stay out of the bad part of town. Do you know my, my some of my patients that are in their sixties and seventies? They asked what I would do. I told them I don't have a single per. I, I have not seen a single person since this entire fiasco that's coming to my clinic with a mask on. Seventies, eighties, nothing. Not a single person. Well, if somebody so, wants to wear a mask, they're welcome. They're coming into a medical clinic where they're sick people. Not a single person. Well, I saw a 102-year-old lady beat COVID, and that's when I knew, you know, that ain't, you know, right. if you're 102, it ain't age, it ain't anything. That's right. But I don't I don't mind people being cautious. If they want to, that's fine. Right? But, but the 5G, for some reason, I think that's the secret shit that really is what, they it almost like COVID's over here, so you don't see five G. Well, that's some people have said that actually because that's when they rolled out the technology while people were at home. Well, that's the riots too. Yeah, it's like it's, it's like oh, COVID it's not effective anymore. Okay, roll out riots. Yeah, you know, just keep everybody's attention off this five G shit. And I don't know why because if if I'm the secret crook, the 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 Lex Luthor behind five G, like. Why doesn't it affect me and my family? Like, if it's going well, this, to affect no, this everybody, this, this technology is out there, Brad, that can protect you from it. In fact, we've got it. We, we've, I've got one in my house. I've got one in the clinic. We've got a five G tire right outside of that clinic, and we were testing this two years ago. So, people that are sensitive, we have a lot of people with sensitivity to electromagnetic radiation and radio frequency electromagnetic fields. And this five G tower is right out there. I mean, it's like maybe 50, 60 feet away. And people that have documented sensitivities, they come into the clinic and they have no problem. So we have, they are technologies that can protect you. So that's not a big thing. It's just that when you blanket the whole planet, you know, you're going to cause massive problems. And most people, either one, don't know about the technologies. And I mean, it's, it's affordable stuff. It's nothing like that's that preposterous. I've got stuff that we've been working on for a couple of years on how to protect yourself. We've got technology right now that you can put near a smart meter and a plant will grow. And within three days, a plant's dead because of the smart meter. And then you've got the same plant... Uh, or, or a similar plant in the same room with the smart meter device next to our technology and the plant doesn't die and in fact starts growing towards the smart meter and it thrives and then when you measure the output of the energetics it's the exact same energetic so it's measuring the same exact thing but it's morphologically changing the characteristics of the of the energetic field to become cell resonant instead of cell destructive and so there are technologies out like that out there. And, there, and it's more than one. I mean, I'm familiar with at least four that are effective and probably another 20 or 30 that they market, which aren't that effective. But, uh, you know, they may have some effectiveness, but there are at least three or four that are very effective. So I'm sure that these people that are out there that are promoting it, they have their own protection. Hence, advancedmedicine.com. Yeah. See, advancedmedicine.com. That's where you can find him, folks. You can also follow him at Dr. Buttar, B-U-T-T-A-R, and it's Rashid. Some people say Rashid, but that's racist. <laughs> it's Rashid. Everybody knows. 
So don't call him Rashid. I love you, Brad. <laughs> um, and then, and then, folks, do yourself a favor and go to askdrbatar.com forward slash trbl and get and get those videos so you can see what he's talking about. Because again, I always throw in the dumbass jokes and people get mad. They'll DM me like your last interview. Everyone's like, "Let him fucking talk." I'm like, "Well, yeah, but I thought I'd be funny." <laughs> yeah. So normally, I should just like start the thing and then just not say another word. No, I love interacting with you. I had a great time with you the first time and. It was enough for me to get over here, and you got an awesome team. You got an awesome operation. I'm really happy that I've made your acquaintance, and just another blessing from the COVID-19. It's a great time to be alive because it's an opportunity for us to see and witness the change in the world. The other good thing about COVID-19, it cured heart disease and cancer because nobody's dying of COVID, you know, of uh, heart disease and cancer right now. And the cure to COVID-19 now we know is race riots. So, you know, these are all blessings, and we should be very happy that we have learned all these new things. Hey, and also the, the number one answer I got or, or DM I got was they, they said, Brad, you asked a question, but you didn't let him finish. Um, that probably wasn't your fault. It's me because I go off on tangents. No, it was me. I, I said something, and, and I didn't let you finish, but it was, uh, oh, damn, what was it? The, I got like 100 DMs going, dude, you, you asked him this, and then you didn't let him finish because you asked another question. And I think it was when I said – um, how do you get the, I think we were talking about something that was in like your metals. How do you get it out? Well, there are ways to get the heavy metals out. The only effective way is through a process called chelation. And chelation is where you take a substance that has certain characteristics. One of those characteristics is that whatever you put into the body comes out the same way. It's inert. It doesn't get utilized by the body. The body doesn't break it down. But when it comes out, it's bound to a metal. And so these chelators, their their uh, EDTA ethylene diamine tetracetic acid is a type of a chelator. Dimercaptive propanosulfonate is a chelator. There are these different types of chelators, and there are other products on the market that are over the counter, and that companies say that they're chelators, but they're not. Or people will say using vitamin C to chelate or lipoic acid to chelate. These are not chelators because they defy that definition of chelator that it cannot be utilized by the body. Vitamin C is utilized by the body. Lipoic acid, vitamin E, glutathione, these are all things that are utilized by the body. So they are not chelators. They're antioxidants. But a true chelator goes into the body, comes out the same exact way, except it's bound to a metal. And these are administered using various routes. There are some that are oral, but they're not very effective. Intravenous is what we use. And then there's also some transdermal versions that are out there. Uh, they also have suppositories out there. They don't really work as well because they they deplete the um, mineral content in the rectal mucosa where they're sitting at. So you got to remember that chelators are nonspecific. They're going to bind to metals and put them out, but they're not going to just pull out the bad things. They're also going to pull out the good things. So you have to effectively replenish the body with the good things. So they're not selective. They pull all metals out, which I remember minerals are also forms of metals, right? So uh, they'll pull out the good stuff and the bad stuff. You didn't have to make sure that you put the good stuff back. We have DVDs on all this stuff. So when you become an IADFW member, there's a whole two-hour DVD that's available. You can buy it on Amazon for $89, but you can also, it's streaming on IADFW on that side in Advanced Medicine if you're a member, along with all the other DVDs that are all $89 each, but you get them all for free, and they can watch that DVD called Heavy Metal Toxicity, The Hidden Color, and it goes through that whole process and explains everything. Now, what if someone listening either has cancer or knows someone with cancer that they love and they want them to be helped? Where would they direct, other than listening to this podcast, where would you direct them? I would tell them that the first thing they have to do is not base their decisions on fear, but rather base it on love. 
when people start doing certain things based on fear, they're always, by definition, going to make the wrong decision. And empowering themselves with knowledge is the key. So I would encourage them to get some books and see if there are other options out there. Um, I don't try to drive patients to us. I need another patient like I need a hole in my head. But if people want to find us, that we're easily available. You just search my name right now. I mean, you just type in Dr. R, and I think I'm the first name that pulls up right now on the Internet. But it's uh, just Google my last name, Butar. Or you can go to just Google Advanced Medicine, and you'll find the clinic site, which is Centers for Advanced Medicine. And you can go there. And there, there is, there's many doctors that do similar things. I think that we we have an international reputation because we've been doing it for over a quarter of a century and we've got certain technologies that other people don't have but um, they're welcome to contact our clinic or do your search and do your homework and talk to other people that have gone through the situations and see the other options that they've made because as as long as you think there's only one option that's where the problem arises and people think that when you've been told that you have cancer, they see that, they register it as a death sentence. It is not a death sentence. It's no different than COVID-19 when people say COVID-19, oh my God, I got to put on a mass social distance and I'm going to die. No, it's that's not how it works. So the first thing is, if you get cancer, just go to our YouTube channel. Actually, if you go to your YouTube channel and just watch who is Dr. Butar, there's a six minute video there and it shows some people with autism, some people with, with cancer and what they're um, what the courses were, what what they went through, and then there's hundreds of videos online of patients before and after, and we're going to have some new things that are coming out that we haven't put out yet, but they'll be coming out. So just just empowering yourself with more knowledge. So you would you would tell them all unequivocally to stay away from chemotherapy. I think that as soon as I start saying that, I, I, I'm not going to tell somebody to stay away from chemotherapy or radiation therapy unless they're my patient. Now, if you asked me what I would do if I had cancer, God forbid, there's no way that you could put chemotherapy or radiation into me. You might as well put a bullet in my head, but I'm not going to tell a person that because, one, that could be construed as being unethical. Why? Not because I don't believe it, but because if that person decides, I'm a very firm believer in freedom and a person's choice, right to choose and their freedom of choice, their ability to make their own choice without having anybody infringe upon that right. So now if, God forbid, you were to have, say, heart disease, and I tell you, Brad, you need to do X, Y, and Z, and you need to do all this stuff, and then for whatever reason you decide you're not going to do that because all 37 family members of yours that are doctors are saying, go this route, and now you go get that cabbage done, the coronary artery bypass graft done, and you're laying on that bed, and they're about to intubate you, and they tell you to count backwards from 10, what is the last thing you're going to think about before you fall asleep? you saying, don't do it. That's right. And I don't want to put that thought into anybody's head. I want them to be completely free. I'm just giving them the information that I have. I will never impart my opinion on anybody. I'll take their information. Um, I just don't think that that's right for any doctor to do. But once they come in and they said, I have now made a decision. You are my doctor. I'm coming here. I'm putting my hand in your, my life in your hands. And it's a totally different story. Now you've told me this is what you want. And I am going to do everything in my power to make sure that if, if God wants you, if, if it's your time on this planet is done and there's nothing else that is left for you, if the creator wants you with him, there is nothing that you or I or any other doctor is going to do to prevent that from happening. But if the person comes to me, my goal is to make sure that if God wants you, your exit strategy has to be something different than cancer. 
And we have been successful there, Brad. We have had people that have gotten a clean bill of health and four weeks later, they die in a car wreck. They've had clean bill of health, no cancer in their body. Six weeks later, they die of a pulmonary emboli. Um, We've had this happen numerous times. People have died within two, three, four, five weeks after our treatment's complete. No trace of cancer. PET scan's negative. Lymphocyte subpopulation's off the charts. They're feeling good. They're looking good. Families like rejoicing. And then they die of a car accident or a heart attack or pulmonary embolism. Because maybe it was their time. It was their time. And, and that's the best that I can offer. So my prayer to the creator is that if, if I can help him, send him to me. If I can't help him, don't send him to me. What about, and I know you got to go, vaccines. When this big COVID from whatever company gets the the bid which is we all know moderna but when 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 this vaccine is now readily available and everybody's running to get it what would your advice be to those people if you want to see history repeat itself look at h1n1 and what happened there the only people that died from h1n1 were the people that got the vaccine from h1n1 all right people will die when they get the vaccine it's guaranteed. People will die when they come out of social isolation. On top of that, the 5G exposure. On top of that, getting the vaccines. People will die. And they will use that false narrative and say, see, we told you the second wave is coming. And under pretense of public safety, they're going to mandate mandatory vaccinations. And that's where we all need to be locked and loaded and ready to rock and roll. I don't think it's ever going to get to that point because now you see people ridiculing what's happened. People already, you know, just from Monday till Thursday. Monday, only two of us on the whole plane, no mask. By Thursday, a third of the plane, no mask. And the other third that did have a mask on, they've got like their mask pulled down and they're eating food or they're you know, pulling the thing apart. And it's like, you think the virus is going to stop while you're eating? You know, it's, it's just stupidity. So people, a third of the people, I think this kind of falls into the category you can kind of classify the world's population. A third of the people, they, they know what's going on. A third of the people, they're not sure. And a third of the people... They're just clueless. Well, and a third of the people just don't want sputum. Nobody wants. Well, I don't want sputum. Yeah, nobody wants sputum. Uh, If you're gonna wear a mask, COVID nineteen that I'm worried about, I just don't want anybody sputum. (laughs) That's what I'm saying. (laughs) Like if if you ever catch me wearing a mask, you can guarantee it's one reason only. Yeah. Well, then I would. I don't want wear a hazmat wear a hazmat suit because you can get that sputum on your forehead. I don't want the sputum anywhere. I don't want my hair. I don't want my arms. I don't want anywhere. (laughs) But I'm not gonna go walking around with the hazmat. I'm just gonna make sure I maintain my distance from the person who's hacking. <laughs> Folks, listen, follow him at Dr. Buttar on Instagram, Dr. Rashid A. Buttar on Facebook. Google him. You can't miss him. And I appreciate you guys coming in. You guys didn't get to see, maybe on video, you get to see his lovely best half, Dr. Ashton Joyce, as well. And by the way, I've been waiting for her to disagree. She doesn't disagree. She's been trained well. So that's two doctors. All we need is like three more. So we can finally say five out of five doctors recommend because I always make a joke that fucking how come doctors, that's another thing. Like people always want to choose which doctor to listen to. And it's like, you got to understand something. None of you motherfuckers can agree. I've never seen all the doctors agree on shit. Doctors are like herding cats, man. It's just like your born comes in to walk away. It's, It's impossible. But we do have 166 doctors plus Dr. Ashton plus myself. So we've got 168 doctors that agreed at least on that London Reel, on all the things that we talked about. How many were there? 166, plus 367. Okay, so you got 166 out of 166 to agree? On Well, we, we basically had them vote. You know, they raised their hands up, and I would say probably 75 to 80% of the questions, we were at 95% or more up. And then we realized that some of the people that we were counting as no votes, we just couldn't see their hands up. And uh, I think the least agreement we had was on something like uh, maybe on the, on the 5G issue, 
and it was maybe like 80%, but people were holding up signs, doctors were holding up signs saying, I don't know anything about 5G. I don't know what, to, you know, I, I don't have an opinion either way. I don't know much about it. So that's why. So, and people were being honest, and that's fair. But as far as the COVID stuff, yeah, 95% plus we're all in agreement with everything. Folks, you heard it here first. You heard it here first. Four out of five doctors finally agree on <laughs> on uh, going to askdrbutar.com forward slash TRBL and get your 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 knowledge so you can have that certainty we're talking about. So I appreciate you guys coming to town, especially for this. Folks, share this out with somebody that you love. It might be what they need to save their life by themselves going to askdrbutar.com forward slash trbl till next time kids keep it real this is dropping bombs with the real bradley subscribe at droppingbombs.com